and sex and sensuality the podcast where we speak what your dirty mind thinks we are here every monday night at 9 p.m chatting about tantalizing topics that most won't dare say aloud hello hello and welcome to sex and sensuality the podcast where we speak what your dirty mind thinks I am your host, Miss Mika Nicole, honey. And then we have Miss Gigi. How you doing, girl? Hey, honey. How are you? You know what? I am doing well. I have had a week so far. I was dealing with a cold, a really bad cold that I got from Dakota. (laughs) My four-year-old. You know how it is when they give you a cold. It's like they give you everything and then they don't have nothing. Uh-huh. She was she was doing great. She had a little cough for a little bit, and she was fine. But I went through the whole cold mm. symptomology, like you know, that first day with the throat hurting to yeah. the next day to the oh, it was a mess. But anyway, it took me about the typical seven to eight days to get over this cold, mm-hmm. and now she done came from her grandmother's house with the cold. Oh, oh, like, oh my goodness! Does that mean you gonna get sick again? <laughs> Girl, I am hoping not. And then I was setting up my office yesterday and I was cutting open a box. And girl, why I sliced my finger? Let me see. You could barely see it right there. Oh. But girl, it hurt. That thing was bleeding so bad. I hadn't seen that much blood from a wound in ever. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this little cut is bleeding like this. Oh, so today I went and bought all these antiseptics and bandages because I'm like scrambling around trying to find some bandages then our first aid kit was used up so I had to go buy a new first aid kit so anyway girl I went and did all that today in between taking care of my sick daughter and my sick wife because not she was sick too oh the big baby big baby was sick too (laughs) I said lord what a day what a day what a labor day (laughs) what a labor day labor labor of love that was a labor of love it was definitely a labor of love but it's been a great weekend we've been filming for the show if any y'all do not know I am a cast member and Gigi actually Mm. had a little cameo on women in the life ATL so we're filming season two and y'all can catch Miss Gigi in season two when it airs. Hopefully it airs. I don't know, maybe January or February, but we're in the midst of filming it now. So we filmed all weekend. So that could be why Chase is sick because we just been out and about. But see, I keep a mask on. Uh-huh. I still wear my mask. Miss Lady don't wear her mask. Uh-huh. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. that was fun. How was your weekend? How have you been? I think we 20s, honey, because I got a boo-boo on my finger, too. Oh, my gosh. See, I see yours. How did you do that? <laughs> I was at my daughter's. You know those doors that swing out in the old school thing, and you slide the little thing over so you could keep the door open? hmm And the door, it swung open, and I went to go close the thing, and it pinched my finger. Girl, you talking about blood. Oh, my goodness. This thing oh. took out a chunk of meat out of my finger. Oh goodness, that's horrid! Like, oh my goodness, and it's with my pointer, so you use that for almost everything. Yeah, I just don't want it to get infected. I thought about buying some liquid, like that. You know, they call it liquid band aid or something. Yeah, girl, get you something and get you some antiseptic spray. Spread on a few times a day. It really helps. It takes away the little sting. 
and it cleanses it for you. So keep it cleansed and it kills 99% of the germs. Well, you sound like a commercial. I know, right? <laughs> That's my plug for the day. <laughs> oh, goodness. So what do we have for political news today, girl? Well, today we're going to talk about the CHIPS Act. So now when this came up, I saw it when they were first talking about the Biden administration was talking mm-hmm. about the reconciliation bill. The CHIPS Act was part of that. And I was like, what in the world? Chips? They talking about some Lay's, some Doritos? What kind of chips is this? <laughs> <laughs> so I looked it up just to get some information because they said that it was for the Chips Act, they they allocated $53 billion. So I was wow. like, a lot of money. That is so, a lot of money. So it must be major. Yeah. So CHIPS stands for creating helpful incentives to produce semiconductors right oh okay yeah right so when you think about semiconductors we're talking about things that have to do with anything that's with science right Mm -hmm. so we're talking computer components we're talking um things that have to do with energy and technology yeah so it's really a big thing because that's talking about our future we're talking about our future scientists yes children little d could be out there creating something and girl so that's a big thing so I want everybody to think about the CHIPS Act. Think about how that's going to be coming into a home near you. You know, when you start buying your newer computers, that's what that that's money is being allocated for. Oh, that is awesome. I know. You know what? We don't even think about we don't these different types of acts and these different types mm-hmm. of incentives that are out there when it comes yeah. to the things that we do on a regular basis because i mean what we're doing now we're recording on a computer you know right a laptop or we're using our cell phones we run the heat or we run the air we don't think about where the money comes from to create these things and even when you know we were going through the form and and we're still kind of going through the formula shortage yeah i didn't realize it was only one huge factory here in america that makes all the formula how is that even feasible that it's one factory? And so when that one factory mm-hmm. had issues and had to shut down for three months, it affected moms tremendously. I mean, yeah. oh my gosh. And I'm like, and then they had to talk about setting aside money for infant formula and people, you know, creating some type of incentive and all this other kind of stuff. So it's like we we never think about where. The money comes from to create all these necessities. No, we do not. And since you brought that up, because we normally talk about one thing, but since you brought up the baby <laughs> formula, because I do have some info on it real quick, that they set the Formula Act in place, mm-hmm. right? Which yeah. also suspended tariffs to the end of the year. So that yes. that's the brought down the lower the pricing for yes, so formula. that we can get it to come in from overseas. Yes. Because you know, yes. we wasn't allowing it was so high because mm-hmm. you know they didn't trust the formula from overseas. See. Yeah. So now it's like, well, we got to get something in here for these babies who are starving. Yeah, because he know? brought in 524 million eight ounce bottles of formula on july wow. 8th from nine different countries wow so and you know so what? They, he did a lot during yeah. that time. that's awesome because it's still it is still a shortage you know yeah. it's still a shortage it and is. even 
I've seen people in my baby groups and they're like, well, I'm stocking up on formula. I'm like, your baby's not even here yet, honey. <laughs> you do not need to be stocking up on formula. There are babies that are here that need mm-hmm. this formula right now. The situation by the time you have your baby may be totally different. Yeah. So don't, and then you don't know what your baby is going to like or what they're going to drink. You don't know that stuff. So you could be stocking up on all this formula that could have been used for a baby that is here alive right now that needs mm-hmm. it. And then your baby don't even like the formula. Now you got all these cans of formula that you know stocked up on for nothing. For nothing. And it may be expired Fire. by that time. <laughs> Because you hogging for no reason. (laughs) And this is, that's what's wrong with society. You know, that's why we have these shortages because people want to hog and stock up and get things that aren't necessary. Like when we had the whole shutdown, when it came to COVID, people buying up toilet paper and stocking up paper towels. (laughs) You didn't need all of that. You know, I was like, you know, as long as I have a lot of paper towels, I got enough to wipe my behind. And then if I run out of paper towels, then honey, I have rags that I will go and cut up and we will use the rinse, wash, rinse, and reuse. That's what people, that's what we did back in the day. Back in the day. But you You, know, we have toilet paper, you go get you a washcloth. (laughs) or old blanket or something and you cut that thing up and you wipe your ass like people (laughs) it's like oh my gosh if I don't have toilet paper tissue I'm gonna be oh lord no you're gonna be fine Mm -hmm. be resourceful honey we got so many old clothes and things you don't use you're gonna always have something to wipe your behind as long as you got clothes and cloths and everything else around your house you always (laughs) got something to wipe your butt yeah. You'll never have to stock up on toilet paper. <laughs> if you think about it, you really, truly don't. No, you don't. You don't. Now, that and a lot of this stuff we don't have to stock up on, but we tend to do it. And then now other people who need it, now they have nothing. Yes, I know. <sighs> Girl, anywho, move it on. So tonight's <laughs> show, we're continuing part two of Boundaries. And we're going to go into the news, y'all, because I'm talking, I know I want to talk about emotional boundaries tonight. So let me just tell y'all the juicy topic. So the juicy topic tonight is this lady set up here. She's a, a baby mama, mm-hmm. a baby daddy. And I guess they were at a place where they were trying to like switch off the child. So it seems like it must have been his turn to keep the child, maybe, from what they're saying. So this is what it says. It said a woman was arrested for running into a man with her car with the nine-month-old child inside. She came to the address to drop off their nine-month-old daughter. During a drop-off, there was a verbal argument over who needed to watch the child for the day. So she became upset, got into her car, and hit the man. (laughs) He let her on the hood of the car, and the windshield broke as a result. She also crashed into his 2008 Nissan Sentra. He suffered abrasions on his right hand arm. The child, the nine-month-old child now, was unrestrained in the front passenger seat. Mm, mm, mm. And this is like, you know, she was charged with two counts of reckless endangerment, child endangerment, and charged with aggravated assault. So she was arrested. But it's like you, we become... I think sometimes if we don't pay attention to our own emotional needs, our own emotional boundaries, we will allow ourselves to get so emotional over someone. Yeah. 
and now we're acting out of character and we're doing these things to somebody. And now you're now you got to be now your nine month old has has to be without you for however long you in jail for. Right. Because you and your feelings. Because you and your feelings about this man. You know, sometimes people have to realize we can't make nobody do nothing in this world. Nothing. I don't care how much sex you've had with them. I don't care how many children you have with them. I don't care how good you think your loving is or whatever. You cannot make somebody Mm -mm. do anything. And so, you know what? If he didn't want to watch that child, get your child and take your butt home. And you know what? Y'all take it to court. So now what's going to be watching the child now since you not there to watch I guess he going to have a choice to watch this baby or somebody in the family. I mean, that's just a a waste of a life exactly. and I'm talking about her, for you to go through all of that and now your child is going to be raised without you because of something stupid mm-hmm. and I'm sure she probably not going to be gone for life but you know they don't get nobody nothing these days they <laughs> oh no they do you just gotta be girl they barely <sighs> I was like, you know, I've watched all them crime shows and I'm like, yo, you giving them 10 years for murder. Like, what the hell? People who deal drugs get longer. Yeah. Well, we already know that being in jail is a profitable business for some. So if it feels it's a profit for them, that's what they want to do. You're right about that. I feel bad for her. I feel bad for the child. She made choices. She's an adult. That poor baby. Yeah, the poor baby child. Anywho, moving on, y'all. I am following another story real quick, and then we're going to keep going. But I am now following the story of this jogger. I think she was in her... Oh, yeah. Yes, the jogger that was kidnapped in Memphis, Tennessee. She was on a 4 a.m. jog. Now, I ain't going to say nothing about nobody, what they tend to do. I just know for me and myself, I would not be doing doing a 4 a.m. jog. But, and then my mama always told me, my mama and my grandma always say, because I used to have to walk to and from work, right? When I was a teenager. And it was like, always change your path. Always Mm -hmm. change your path because someone may be watching. And if they're watching, you don't know what they may try to do the next time because they watch your habits. And this seems like this man had been watching because at 4 a.m. in the morning, come on now. Right. Who's out there? Who's normally found out that this is your pattern and this is what you do every day. Exactly. So he ended up kidnapping her. It was a black guy kidnapped a white woman and he was found. He was found. They did arrest him. They arrested him because they found his shoes at the scene and they were able to match DNA. And then they found where he lived. They found the car. Everything that was seen on video, they seen everything. And it was, they said it was a violent struggle. And they said in the car, they saw some of the blood in there. And so, but he has not told them where she is or if she's alive, if she's harmed. He has said nothing. Hmm. And that is the scary part. Well, that's because he's watched enough shows to know as long as it's hard to convict somebody of a murder if there's nobody. (laughs) Well, also, this gives him leverage, quote unquote, because now, he can seek a plea. Well, I'll give you the information yeah. if you give me this, whatever. Because mm-hmm. they'll say that. They will do that. I've been watching plenty of crime shows where they will say, well, we offer you 20 years if you with tell a, us what, yeah, what With the possibility of parole if you tell us. If you tell us, right. And mm-hmm. it, that's the scary part to me, that they know that they can strike a deal because... Mm-hmm. yeah. Then they get less time than necessary. And then now 
this person gets back out and they do the same uh-huh. because he had just finished serving 20 years for yes girl he was i think it was 20 years he had kidnapped an attorney took a yep and robbed him and he got caught for that and he went to prison he had just gotten out a little well, he got 20 years for I think it was 20 years or something. Let me okay, double check. I'm going to read you the story. The guy wasn't... Girl, but he shouldn't have been kidnapped. <laughs> but what I'm, I'm thinking is that like you just said somebody go to, you, But you said somebody go to jail and can get 10 years. That's what I'm saying. Out. It's stupid for people to but get... But he gets 20 what, years for no, robbery? That's, what I'm saying is this, is that these sentences are unfair. It's what I'm saying. You're yeah. going to tell me you're going to get 10 years, 10 to 15 years for murdering somebody. I feel like if you're murdering somebody, you need life. That should be automatic life. You murdered someone. And, and I'm talking about not self-defense. I'm talking about intentionally murdering someone. That should automatically be life. Sex assaults, those should automatically be life. But these people be getting out and then they be reoffending. Reoffending, yeah. Um, That's crazy. It is so crazy. So he was, so he pleaded guilty in 2001 to kidnapping a local attorney and forcing him to withdraw money from an ATM. He was sentenced to 20 years in prison. Mm-hmm. He was released in 2020. Kidnapping. So all I'm saying is this, he's out and he, then he's now out doing it again. And mm-hmm. this time it looks worse. So for him to be able to possibly cop a plea because he's refusing to tell them where she is. That's yeah. scary. Because then he's going to get out and he may do it again. And it may be even worse. So it's like when we think of all these different crimes mm. that people are doing, the punishment need to fit the crime in a better way. Okay, you selling drugs. Okay, you could easily be rehabilitated and not sell drugs. But a person who's out here murdering somebody. But that's the, exactly the issue. Uh, what I'm saying Because we've had our Black men have been sitting in jail almost doing life for selling drugs. Yes. Yeah. Go in there, like you just said, commit a murder or assault, physical yeah. assault, deadly weapons, whatever, and end up getting less time than that. Yeah, that's crazy. Very crazy. Very crazy. And I don't know the details about behind him. You know, uh, kidnapping his attorney. You know, maybe it was some other stuff. Ain't no telling how many other priors he's had. Who the hell knows? But it's definitely right. something going on with this man. But I pray that they find this girl. So anyway, I'm keeping y'all updated on that story. When I hear something, I'm gonna let you know something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to know. I will keep you updated. So let's move on. Anything else you want to say? No, no, not today. I'm gonna be following too because I want to know. I want to look more into this guy, child. I want to know why in the world. What made them release him from his 20 year stint? from the robbery in the first place i know them, i mean he did he did people. his 20 years he pleaded guilty in 2001 so he got out what 19 years later he served his sentence but i don't know again we don't know why it was 20 years mm, mm, mm. we don't know if he had any priors we don't know anything about this man so let's finish talking about boundaries so last week we talked about healthy boundaries we talked about like Porous boundaries, rigid boundaries, healthy mm-hmm. boundaries. So yeah. now I want to talk about the different types. So we have physical boundaries, we have mm-hmm. emotional, 
material, mental, sexual, and spiritual. So physical boundaries are those boundaries like about touching, kissing, anything that has to do with your physical space, which I am dealing with now because, you know, I am 16 weeks pregnant and (laughs) I have to be like, oh, my block game. People try to touch my belly and I don't even have much of a belly and they already trying to touch my belly. So it's like, that's a physical boundary for me. Don't touch my pregnant belly. I'm letting y'all know, okay? (laughs) (laughs) The secret is out, (laughs) y'all. But that, that, that secret has been out. We did a whole facebook live on this secret uh so people already know but no seriously don't touch the belly but that's a physical boundary so being able to clearly tell someone hey i don't like to be kissed on the cheek or i don't want you to kiss my baby you know i don't like to be hugged like that don't get too close to me i've seen it where my wife has had to tell men because she doesn't like men to touch her unless she creates it yeah, unless she initiates it. Mm-hmm. And she had to get really physical with one guy because she was like, didn't I tell you don't put your hands on me? Like, I yeah. don't want that touch. And you don't know why people have that physical boundary. But we need to be able to respect it. Mm-hmm. But we also need to be able to talk about it. And we need to be able to teach our children because if they learn what their physical boundaries are early, it's a good chance that they could prevent any inappropriate touching or anything going on so like I teach my daughter she asks hey is it okay if I can give you a hug may I have a hug like she asks may I have a hug because you don't just go and hug somebody Mm -hmm. you don't know what again their physical boundaries are and then people have to ask her hey may I have a hug is it okay if I give you a hug Dakota they have to ask her those things and I make sure they're asking her you know, That's and then good. she can say yes or she can say no. And sometimes she she tell me no, and I'm like, okay, baby, you <laughs> But it doesn't hurt my feelings. But for adults, some adults they're like, well, she don't even want to hug me, and they they get offended by it. I'm like, mm-hmm. this baby has a right. That's right. If she says no, she means no. Period. She don't mm-hmm. want to give you a hug. She don't have to give you a hug. She don't want you hugging on her. You don't, you don't hug on her. We don't force hugs. So we teach physical boundaries. We need to start teaching physical boundaries early. Yes. Early on, teach your children about physical boundaries. So as they grow older, it's less likely they're ending up in situations where men are hitting on them mm-hmm. or somebody tries to hurt them in some kind of way. They're more protective of their space. They're less susceptible to bullying all that other stuff and then as adults they're less acceptable to bullying because we know that happens as adults too yeah so anything you want to say about that yeah everything you said is so true and I wish I wish I had known more about that growing up because I think even not so much for myself but even teaching it to my granddaughter to other little children or little girls and boys that I've been around or helped rear in like my friends and stuff because i remember one of the things that only a few of my friends parents would say is you don't sit on uncle so and so's lap you know they always make sure yeah. of saying those types of things but a lot of people didn't enforce that they didn't they always thought it was okay. Oh, yeah, go over there and sit on Uncle so-and-so's lap. Not realizing that's not proper behaviors for a little girl to be mm-hmm. doing, especially around men, because it's hard for a child 
to differentiate between unless you teach them what's yeah. good and bad, right? In that That's aspect, true. especially when it comes to family members and friends that they're close to, because if a, an adult is close to them, then a child's going to think that that's safe, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So yeah. unless you teach them that, so what you're doing for her is wonderful. And from maybe you. that's something you need to try to push and get out there more for even up and coming parents so they can understand is to teach your child their own personal boundaries. I think we think that kids when they're little, like in baby D's age group, that they don't have the wherewithal to know what it is that they want or don't want, Mm -hmm. but they're little people and they learn so quickly, you know? And if you teach them those things at a young age, it is going to stay with them. It will. That's true. That's true. I definitely agree. Also, when we talk about physical boundaries, it's being able to speak your physical boundaries, saying that I need or I want or I need a break mm-hmm. or I'm hungry or I am hurting or I need a hug because I'm feeling sad today. Being able to speak what it is that you need to your partner yes. when it comes to your physical boundaries. That's very important as well. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know how to do that because they like to get silent. And it's like, well, I'll just keep on. I'll keep doing all this housework. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I'm tired, I keep doing the housework, feeding the child, doing this and doing that. And I'm just going to wear myself out. And your partner like, la, 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 going Mm -hmm. on with life. But tell them, baby, I need a break. Yeah. I need to take a nap. I need you to please watch these children while I take it now because my body is physically worn out. Mm-hmm. Speak up. Okay, so we talked a little bit about emotional boundaries. So this just basically means it's about protecting your emotional space because, you know, sometimes we feel like we need to cry. So we need to, to go in and maybe sit in a... I like an emotional boundaries of being able to Again, say what you want and don't want when it comes to your Mm -hmm. emotional needs, right? But then also being able to take time for yourself every day to regroup and refresh. And a lot of times we don't do that. We sit up here and stress ourselves out with work, with household, with partners, with family, but we never take the time to regroup. Mm -hmm. So we have to set an emotional boundary for ourselves that says every day that I get home, I'm taking at least 15 minutes to myself, whether that is to go take a bath and just lay in that tub and read a book or to go in your office or to your woman cave or whatever, (laughs) sit by yourself to do some meditation, to do some yoga, to go take a walk, something where you are regrouping emotionally. Yes, you're right. I was listening to the radio last week and one of the radio personalities said it best. And I'm telling you, this stuck in my head when she said, I'm going to start doing exactly what I learned when I get on the plane. I'm going to put my mask on. Yes. When she said that, she said, because I know that I'm always here for everybody else. I'm here for my mother, my grandmother, my sisters, my brothers, my niece, my And she said, I never do for me. Mm -hmm. She said, I am now learning to put my mask on first. Yep. Because the first thing we're going to always do is look at, look and nurture and be there for everybody everybody else. else. And it's like, we sitting here depleting, depleting. We lose more and more energy. We lose more and more umph. 
now none, nothing that we've nothing ever for wanted. You. Yeah. Nothing left for you. Nothing left for you. So yeah. I want to talk real quick about emotional boundaries. So just like we said, it falls into time, emotions, energy, and values, right? Mm-hmm. So some of the boundary traps that we could find ourselves emotionally is saying, I am nobody if I'm not in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I have seen that. I have seen that where women will feel like, oh Lord, my life is so upside down because I don't have a man or I'm not in a relationship. And then they sit up there when they get into a relationship, they put their all everything into that partner. Yeah. And they would do anything to make that person happy, including sacrificing their own happiness because Mm -hmm. they don't want to be without a relationship. Yeah, they don't want to be alone. They don't want to be alone. And that is an emotional trap. Stop doing that to yourselves. Because you're only going to either push them away or you're going to build up resentment and you're not going to be happy in that relationship anyway. And then go to the next one and do the same thing again. Right. Right. Yeah. Spending all your time involved in your partner's goals and activities where you're not even focused on your own goals, mm-hmm. which we've seen that a lot of. And then when the woman gets in her 40s and 50s, she's mad because she just up there <laughs> raised kids all this time. She felt like she done lost her 20s, her 30s. And now she's like, I'm trying to do something. And the man is like, well, hell, I, I'm still working. What do you, mm-hmm. you want to do? Yeah. Oh, goodness. That happens a lot with women, especially when they get so engrossed in raising their children. I have a very close friend that was like that. Just is like 15 years later, she looked up and she's like, I don't even recognize myself. She literally let herself go. Yeah. And so yeah. focused on her raising her children. Yeah. I've and now it's like, I want to get back to me, but where do I start? Right. I gained a hundred pounds. I'm not even half. I don't even have a career. I didn't do. I'm so engrossed in what it mm-hmm. was. Like my husband and my children that I didn't even remember who I was. Right. Right. So mm. sad. It is sad. It is sad. I'm thankful that I'm in a relationship where I focus. I have learned with my ex. I didn't know how to do this. So mm-hmm. I kind of lost myself, but I have learned how to balance. Yeah. Being, spending time with my daughter, spending time with my wife, spending time as a family, and then being able to do the things that I like to do for me. Like this podcast, I love doing this podcast, right? And Mm -hmm. doing my business and doing, playing my games on my phone, reading a good (laughs) book. I have found a way to balance that. And -hmm. that's what we have to do. How do you balance meeting your own needs as well as meeting the needs of your family? And or your partner. Yeah, I know. That's definitely something that people have to take the time to do. You First of all, I think you got to figure out what you want. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest part, right? That is right? the hardest part. I think, and that, you know, and I, for me, I identified what I wanted for myself when I was in college. Okay. That was my time. And that is what I've been concentrating on my entire, I mean, ever since I graduated college, that's what I've concentrated on. The things that I wanted for myself. And then once I started getting those things and then balancing being in a relationship and balancing having a child. So it's like, you can do it. So you first need to figure out what it is that you want. And then you make Uh a commitment to yourself to put your needs 
your feelings, your identity, and your goals first. Yes. Believe that you are okay just the way you are. (laughs) That's a good one, right? Yes. Commit to letting go of fixing other people. Let go of taking responsibility for the outcomes of other people's choices. Uh Stop trying to save and rescue everyone else. Because if you ain't together, how the hell are you trying to get everybody Help else? somebody together? else. <laughs> Let go of this feeling of that you have to be needed because you don't. Mm. Life will go on, honey. Whether You know, one thing people have to understand, whether we are here or not, life is going to go on. Every day. Every day. Don't change yourself to be liked by others and stop depending on the approval of other people. Mm-hmm. The other thing too is Start making a list of your boundaries that you want to strengthen. Visualize that you're setting your boundaries and assertively communicating them. And I call it emotional assertion, right? Mm-hmm. You're being emotionally assertive about your needs. Right. You're not doing it in a nasty way, but you are being assertive. So anyway, some boundaries you can start with. These are still on emotional. Then I'm going to move on. It is saying no to things that you don't want to do or you don't have time to do. Yeah. I had to learn to do that because I used to feel so bad and I would commit to something. I'm like, I know (laughs) I did not want to do this. Why did I commit? And now I have to do it. But I had to start saying, hey, can you just give me a moment? Let me think about it to see if it's something I really wanted to do or not. Mm -hmm. And I come back and tell them, well, you know what? I can't do it. I'm not able to. And I had to be okay with telling people no. no and I also true. had to be okay hearing their no, which we kind of talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Being able to say yes to help from other people. You know what? That I feel like can be a person's biggest downfall because we try so hard to be protective of West's quote unquote hours that we will say no in a heartbeat. I don't need your help. I'm saying, I don't need, nope, nope, nope. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then it's like, how do you think you're going to get to the next level if we don't have help? How are you going to get to the next step? I think that people sometimes feel like it's a weakness to say, I need help. They yeah. don't want to relinquish and be humble or be yeah. vulnerable, right? Yeah. So I say that I need help, then that means you think I'm weak. No, I know you learned this when you were little, that being able to say you need help is something that shows strength. Yeah. It's a yeah. strength to be able to say, it I, is. I need help in something. It right? is. Oh, you know, we need to do a whole show on vulnerability because people don't realize that being vulnerable is just like you said, it's a strength. It is. People say, oh, it means I'm weak. No, when you're able to say, I need help. That shows that you're strong enough to Mm -hmm. reach out. Yeah. You know, you have set your pride aside. Oh, Lord, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, this is another good one too. Say thank you with no apology, regret, or shame. I think a lot of people find it hard to just say thank you. Because they will say, thank you, but girl, you know, (laughs) I ain't do too much to get it all. Or this old thing, girl, this thing I had this for five years. You know, it's never just thank you. Just mm-hmm. thank you. But we don't know how to do that because we got to offer some type of explanation. explanation. Or we got to, and that goes back to that 
do you feel like you don't deserve it? Yeah, they don't or feel do you worthy. Feel, yeah, you don't feel like you're worthy or you mm-hmm. feel like, well, I don't want them to think I think I'm all that because I look, whatever. But get out of that mentality. Just say, thank you. Yeah. Don't overcommit your time. Make sure you're protecting your time, protecting your space. If you need space, do it. If you're feeling uncomfortable, <laughs> about how someone is treating you or if your needs are being infringed upon, make sure you speak up. Yeah. And people don't like that. Mm-mm, no. They don't want to hear that you're uncomfortable with how they said something to you. They get mad at you. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You have a right to speak up and say, you know, you don't have to talk to me in that tone. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't appreciate the way you just pushed me when you walked past me like you have a right to speak up about who you are and what has hurt you or what is bothering you because the more we speak up about those things it decreases abusive situations and bullying behavior Mm -hmm. i wonder if some people even realize how they speak to people and maybe you are teaching them because this could have been something they've always done and people just brush it off, right? Yeah, that's and true. And so they didn't know. They'd be like, you know, I've been saying this all this time and I did not know that it was offensive to... I wonder why no one ever told me that before. You know, mm-hmm. and, and someone that is humble enough in their, in their own learned how to reassess their own walk with life could say back and think about that. Dang, dang, how long have I been saying those things like that? But that then you have so people that true. don't care... <laughs> yeah and they like they don't take it as a, a lesson learned right but it's like respect people just respect folks just I think show respect modern, modern. i don't know i swear i feel like since covid people stopped being able to have one-on-ones that are personable right yeah because yeah we've been away from each other for so long. And I, if, and that's exactly what these poor kids are going through. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to my boss and me and her were talking about wanting to do stuff for the children and trying to implement adolescent therapy into the practice. And she said, a oh, good point she made. She was like, you know what? I think a lot of what these children are going through is that they don't have empathy because they don't have any connections anymore. Mm-hmm. How can you have empathy with something you can't even physically touch or see? Like this really is just how they've been living for the last two and a half years. Yeah, that's true. right. And they mm-hmm. watch TV all the time. So to them, this is nothing but TV or a game. And you can go around and do certain things and games, but now you're thinking they can do it in real life. But you know, taking a life on TV ain't like one in, in real life. So it's really a shame that we we're in this place and hopefully we'll be able to move with the lessons you're teaching people and these other advocates for health can help us get back to a place of love. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Mm. Look at you. (laughs) Preach it, girl. Preach it. Okay, so we're going to move on to material, mental, sexual, and spiritual. So material boundaries, that basically refers to like money and possessions. Mm -hmm. How willing are you to gift or lend money or property? How comfortable are you with the financial help of others and with owing money or things like that? So just being able to say, 
first, I think it, when you're in a relationship, definitely setting financial boundaries with each other, right? Being able to first discuss finances with your yeah, partner. That's hard. And then it's a hard conversation, but it's a necessary conversation, right? Because we're mixing finances together some way or somehow. So mm-hmm. setting those financial boundaries, talking about finances with your partner, talking about material possessions, some of the things that you own, like, you know, and talking to your friends. Some people say, I don't lend friends money. That's their boundary. I don't lend friends money or I don't mix business with pleasure. All this other kind of stuff. These are those people's boundaries. You have to be able to respect them, but you also have to be able to say, I'm not comfortable lending you more than $100 or I'm not comfortable lending you more than $50. Mm-hmm. Or I may not be able to give you 100 but I can give you 40 Being able to actually say that or, you know, when it comes to your possessions, do you allow your friends to borrow a car? Or not? Do you allow family members to hold your car? Or to, like, I have, I know one person, she was like, her sister wanted to stay in her apartment while she traveled. And she's like, no, I'm not comfortable (laughs) with that. You know, that's her boundary. But she has a right. And we have to learn to respect people's boundaries. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I have one. Like, I don't, I'm sorry. Ever since that car accident now, I so <laughs> not want to ride people in my car, but I definitely won't take anybody's children if they're not with yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. I refuse yeah. to do. I'm not taking anybody's child in my vehicle nowhere. Yeah, so, that's no. your boundary, and people gotta respect it. And I, and I don't blame you because that when you're taking someone's child, you're taking responsibility for the yeah. child's life. Yes. And but you're driving this child. They yeah. don't see it like that. Oh, you can't pick them up. No, because I could go right around the corner and something could happen. And then the first person you're going to blame is me. Even if it wasn't your fault. Right. Even if it wasn't <laughs> your fault. Even if it, the accident wasn't your fault. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, well, what did you do? They're going to try to find a way to blame you. Yes. Yes. Which so is no, unfortunate. Ain't doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Mental boundaries. So this defined the protection of your thoughts, values, beliefs, and opinions. I'll, and I'll give y'all a quick story. So there was this teacher who was suspended because of her Christian beliefs. Mm-hmm. She didn't address a student by the student's preferred pronouns. Mm-hmm. Now, the student came to school legally a girl. They haven't legally changed, you know, nothing. It's just the student was a girl, but the student prefers to go by him and preferred a male name Mm -hmm. well she refused because she said that was her christian beliefs so she was suspended from the school and she ended up suing the school because she felt like they infringed upon her christian beliefs Mm -hmm. and she won ninety five thousand dollars Mm-hmm. and it is in a sense a catch-22 right mm-hmm. because yeah. being a part of the lgbtqi community i want people to respect someone's pronouns mm-hmm. however i also have to think realistically mm-hmm. some people aren't comfortable with that and do we force them to be comfortable with that because we're not comfortable because you want to be called another name i don't know but that was part of her boundary. That was part of her boundary based on her beliefs and her values. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I feel exactly how you feel regarding that. And I would say if they wanted the child to be 
respected in that manner, then they should have took the, nest, the required steps to do it legally so you wouldn't be in this situation. Yeah, yeah. And this is the question. Can you stand behind what you believe in? Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking to the point of racism. I'm not talking to the point of discrimination. I'm not talking to the point of any of that because we know that is just ridiculous. We're not even talking about that because that leads to murder, that leads to assault, things mm-hmm. like that. But when it comes to other beliefs, some people, they don't believe in cheating, but they will be in a relationship with a cheater or they will <laughs> go out and they will date a married man. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, can you stand behind what you believe in? Yeah. Can you tolerate other people's opinions, even if they differ from you? Mm-hmm. Those are things to think about when it comes to mental boundaries. Yeah, that's true. And that is definitely, I think, things that we all struggle with all the time. Yeah. For me, I just stay in my thought process of I'm always going to do 100% if I can to walk in truth. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I I try to do. That's it. I try my best to walk in truth and I also try my best to treat people the way I want to be treated. And does that mean that I have to compromise my beliefs? No. Right. It just means that I have to be respectful. respectful. And it. that is what I'm going to always try to do. And that's what I just ask other people to do. I mean, like, I even when we talk about, like, my mother-in-law, me and my mother-in-law had a conversation in the very, very beginning. I'm like, because she's a Christian woman. And I'm just like, I don't believe what you want to believe. As long as you don't ever disrespect us. That's mm-hmm. all I ask. Because respect you can have different beliefs, but you can still respect that other person. That's it. And that's all that matters. Respect. That's it. The last two, sexual boundaries. Of course, this defined a line of consent. Can you talk about your, of course, can you say no and mean no? And because some people will say no, but then they will lead on. Yes. Not, yeah. not necessarily lead on, but they will give in. Mm. Even if they say, well, you know, I really want to wait for marriage. But you know what? I give a little head. <laughs> <laughs> or I take a little head. No. <laughs> That's kind of giving in. You're not setting a clear boundary. Mm-hmm. A clear boundary is no sex until marriage. We don't get to toe the line between that. In my opinion, you shouldn't. You shouldn't play with stuff like that. Even when you and I was talking on the show, we did a whole conversation about the police officer in that situation, which that's going to come out on the show, I know. And But we kind of talked about how some women flirt their way out of a ticket. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to be sexualized. Right. But we're going to use our sexuality to get out of stuff. That's not right. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure that we're setting clear boundaries and we're following those boundaries, even when the, the situation is on us. Yeah, that's true. But And it also talks about like, you know, of course, stating your sexual preference. How open are you with your partner about your sexual needs? And how open are you with hearing your partner's sexual needs? So that's sexual. Mm-hmm. Spiritual boundaries are about the protection of your spiritual beliefs. So. I think, it, and then also just being open to other people's beliefs, meaning that we don't have to believe the same thing, mm-hmm. but I'm going to respect you 
And I'm going to still have my boundary when it comes to what I believe in, meaning that I'm not going to allow you to convince me, (laughs) you know, I'm not going to allow you to disrespect my spiritual boundaries. You know what I'm trying to say. Those are boundaries. I'm going to post this link to this worksheet and it's about setting boundaries. And it talks about like knowing what your boundaries are how they should be based on your values or the things that are important to you. Like if you value spending time with your family, you set firm boundaries about working late, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going to work late. I'm not one. I get off at seven o'clock. I'm getting off at seven o'clock. Like that's right. I'm not doing overtime because I value spending time with my family. That's a hard boundary, right? Mm -hmm. Remember that your boundaries are yours. They may not align to everybody. And that's okay. We don't have to compromise our boundaries just because this person doesn't like them. So the, the, to that point, in the conversation, we never really got a chance to discuss one-on-one about, but it was definitely to that, right? Yeah. I'm only thinking about it again because I'm thinking about how she came back to me and said, well, just, you know, I really just want you to give her some grace because, you know, she's going through this and she's going through that. Mm-hmm. And I said, just what you said. I said, let me think about what just asking me and I'll talk to you later. And when she called me back, I was clear and knew that what I said, I was going to stand on. I was like, no, I'm sorry. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I'm not feeling like I can't give her grace. Grace is that I ain't calling cuss her ass out. That's great. <laughs> the point is, but that doesn't mean that I'm just going to now act like her being disrespectful to me was okay. And right. that I'm supposed to just brush it off because you want us mm-hmm. to be in a good space on your trip. Mm-hmm. No, either we're going to have a conversation and we're going to talk like two adults beforehand, or I'm not going to be able to move forward with this. And I'm, I, I just can't do it. Yeah. And she didn't understand that. She wow. like, I don't understand. Well, I'm sorry you don't, but that's where I am. Yeah. And it's taken me a long time to get to that place, to be able to claim my own peace and not allow people to decide that they want to take that from me so they feel better. Right. And that's the key. You still need to make sure that the decisions that you make are decisions you're making for you. For you and not someone else. You're right. Exactly. You're right. Mm. Well, this goes back to also knowing what your boundaries are before you even enter a situation. Mm -hmm. Because if you know what your boundaries are, that's why I tell women all the time, know your boundaries and expectations before you get into a relationship. Because you sit up there and if you don't know what they are, you're going to find yourself compromising, giving into (laughs) things. And you're going to be like, damn, why did I do this? Mm-hmm. Now I'm somebody that I that I know I'm with somebody that I know I'm not happy with because mm-hmm. I compromise knowing that this person wasn't giving me what I wanted. But if you know your boundaries, it's going to make it easier for you to say no or to mm-hmm. say yes. Right. Yes. In a different situations. So know your boundaries before entering relationships, going to a job, like if you know your boundaries to get off of work at your time to get off of work, then you got to stick with that. That's right. You stick with that. You do that in the beginning. You set that boundary, you know, in the beginning. Also learning what to say. I'm just going to give y'all some quick things. You could say things like, please don't do that. If somebody try to cross a boundary, not at this time, I've decided not to, or I don't want to do that, or I'm not comfortable with this. I can't do that for you, or this is not acceptable. 
those are just some things you could say. Use confident body language, meaning that you're making eye contact. You looking at this person, you letting them know because they let you know I'm serious. <laughs> Be respectful. You don't have to yell. People always think when you confront somebody or talk to somebody about something that you have to yell, you got to curse. It doesn't have to be an argument. No, it doesn't. If you, the more respectful you are, the more likely that person is going to respect you back and hear you. But if you're yelling, cursing, these people don't hear that. It's going out one ear out other. Now they're trying to defend themselves. They don't care nothing about your boundaries at that point. Now it says compromise on this one. It's not about compromising per se. Like I'm compromising who I am and what I believe in for you. But Mm -hmm. it's being able to say, well, you know, I can't do it that way. But Mm -hmm. we can meet in the middle and do it this way. Give and take. That is fine. It's nothing wrong with that. Like I said before, I may not be able to give you $100. But I can give you 40. I'm comfortable mm-hmm. with doing 40, but I'm not right. comfortable with doing $100. But compromising would be, compromising your belief would be, damn, I'm going to give them this $100. Right. What I don't want yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I hope this conversation has been good for you ladies and ladies and gents, honey. But I hope it's good for y'all. I hope that you all use it. And really work on setting some boundaries. I want y'all to do the worksheet. Feel free. You can email it to us. We can talk about it some more. (laughs) Whatever y'all need to. And we are going to do a live on this. Now that we got both episodes out. So Gigi, when do you want to do the live, girl? You want to do the live on tomorrow? We can do it tomorrow night. That'll be a fun live. Oh, no, 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 no. Not tomorrow night. I forgot. Baby got um, gymnastics. So we Tuesday nights are out the picture. I think we're gonna have to start doing them either Wednesdays or Thursdays. Okay. So you tell me which night works for you, because we get home a little bit later on Tuesday. Okay. So okay, I know it works for you this week. We'll figure we, it out. But we going live, people. We definitely we talk are going live because I want us to talk more about boundaries and just have a real live discussion about it because it's important. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? Look, peoples, <laughs> the best way I can say this is just be true to you. That's right. Learn you. If you do that, you cannot fail. That's right. I agree with you on that. Amen. all righty well thank you all for joining sex and sensuality the (laughs) podcast where we speak where your dirty mind thinks make sure you listen to last week's episode on boundaries put it together with this week's episode and set your boundaries people all right (laughs) have a good night and we'll be back next monday night talk to y'all soon good night good night Thank you for joining us on another episode of Sex and Sensuality, the podcast.